0: Hey everybody! Welcome to another episode of Dude Soup. Um, before we jump right in, I just want to take less than a minute to remind everyone watching how important it is to vote. Uh, there's a major election happening in the United States, at least in November. Um, so please vote. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask you to vote. Um, this isn't a right that we're only allowed to exercise once every few years. Elections at the local and state level happen all the time. And this entire process is something so incredibly important for you to be a part of. That means if you're an older viewer or if you're a younger viewer or anywhere in between, it really doesn't matter. Your voice should be heard. And I get it. It can feel like your voice might be insignificant. Um, but I just want to tell you that it is not. Uh, Your vote is your voice, and it deserves to be heard. Um, So if you're registered to vote, vote. I'm just asking you to do that. Just please vote. If you're not registered to vote, I'm asking you to get registered and then vote. Um, And if you don't know how to get registered, go to gamers.vote, and it is a website which will give you all the information you need on how to get registered in your area and vote in your elections, local, federal, everywhere in between. Um, and that's it. That's that's uh, that's all. I'm just it's just asking you. I ain't got no promo code for voting, unfortunately. Um, but uh, but yeah, I just want you to be a part of the process because I think it's very very important. And uh, and yeah, that's uh, that's all I'm asking you to do. Now, without further ado, let's get into the show. So. I've already. I feel like I've already taken up enough of your time, and I don't want to waste it with an intro when there's so many games that we're going to be discussing today. Hold on, this is an intro. Just just cut the Nick, Cut this off and just roll roll the intro because there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Am I high? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I it's drugs?
1: been a week. It's been a weekend. It's I've, cool.
0: Yeah, it's been a week, but I wasn't even here last week. That's what happens. You get, you,
1: you get rusty.
0: I was, I was sick last week, and I wasn't yeah. even here. Um, <laughs> but uh, I am hosting this week, and I'm happy to be here, happy to be back. Um, I am joined by two of my favorite guests, Adam Kovic and John Smith. Oh, happy hey. to be here. Happy to be here. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining me. Um, I also want to thank uh, our RT First members who uh, might be watching or uh, chatting with us in chat. By the way, you don't need to be an RT First member to chat and chat. All you got to do is make an account, and then you can say anything nice you want to say to John Smith. He'll probably read it. He'll probably see it. Mm -hmm. Um, But we want to thank you guys for supporting the stream, watching the stream, Um, everyone watching on RT TV. I said we get right into it, and I just want to get right into it. Today, we're going to be talking about um, Gamescom. Gamescom just wrapped up, and... It feels like if you're in the industry, you really understand how kind of important it is. It's probably the like it's like the biggest event. Everyone talks about E3 and all those all those other things, but I feel like Gamescom is the biggest event. Um, well, yeah, Germany, size definitely. Yeah, yeah. It's in well, Germany, yes. <laughs> but all of
1: Europe goes there basically. Yeah,
0: that's that's the beauty of the American thing is is America will have an event like E3. And they'll be like, well, that's it. It's the biggest of the year. That's that's when all the games come out. And it's like, well, there's this little place called Germany. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of more in the center of the world than you could possibly imagine. And everyone uh, across Europe and Asia come to share their games and show things off. And it's a huge event. It's a massive event. I've had the privilege of going one time, sitting in the EA lounge, using their Wi-Fi and editing videos on a laptop. Um true story But uh, it's a true story um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah so I just wanted to did you guys follow were you guys following Gamescom were you watching I, I kind of watched the the Jeff Keighley uh, presentations and stuff like that but I was just curious were you guys following Gamescom ahead, I was
2: not I did watch many of the trailers in a YouTube playlist H- mm-hmm. how long was the event tell me about it hey for someone pretend I've never heard of Gamescom what the heck okay. is it mm-hmm.
0: All right. Um I mean it's a multi-day <laughs> event. Um what's well, like a week. It's a week-long yeah. event mm-hmm. in Cologne, Germany. <gasps> in the biggest convention hall you've ever seen in your life, probably not <gasps> this year so much. Um oh, yeah. the but the biggest uh, internet forum you've ever seen. Yeah. It did Is seem bad. though that that this year was one of the years where they really upped their ability to do kind of like an internet, like a global presentation, like some of these other shows feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's essentially, it's the same as all those other conventions. Developers come with new things for games that we already he- have heard about, or they announce new games. We got a couple new game announcements. Um, yeah,
1: so- sometimes if you don't, if they didn't make it for like E3, sometimes they'll come out, they'll be like, we'll get it at Gamescom. Don't worry. Cause then that's mm-hmm. like, or maybe they didn't, yeah, they they didn't have room for them, and so sometimes you get some scraps, some really mm-hmm. tasty scraps. But mm-hmm. Gamescom, I feel like every year has been getting better and bigger. So uh, this this obviously was a big gut punch, but um, this one this one felt lighter than than typical ones for some reason. I couldn't put a finger on it, but
3: hmm, definitely, am... yeah,
1: yeah, less ravey mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, <laughs> I, I like the rave atmosphere, the European dance club vibe. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that was sadly gone in the form of all the trailers that Jeff Keeley just brings the room down. I'm going to say it. What? I'm sorry. I, yeah, I disagree. I don't know. I he's think he's
0: consummate professional. It's, it's yeah. the opposite of what we're doing where we're no, just I know. like shooting the shit and talking or whatever. Like, man, he's, he's like, I have a purpose and I got to be out of here by five.
1: The weirdest stuff I've ever seen has been at Gamescom, where they are are just kids. These these kids drink it. And they got a drink, they got a Heineken in one hand. And then the dude is on stage yelling about the DPI of a mouse and they're losing their minds. And then the <laughs> DJ goes like, "You got it." And then he hits play on the keyboard and wow, wow, wow. The, yeah. the, the the whole place explodes and they're just throwing motherboards out at people and like that was to yeah. promote PUBG or something. I couldn't <laughs> tell you. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. I I miss those gamer days.
0: Rave. Yeah, the Gamer yeah. Rave. There was there. I remember there was a convenience store where our hotel was to where the convention center was. There's a convenience store that uh, where you could buy rum and cokes in a can. Yeah. And then you just so you just pick one up and then you head to work. <laughs> <laughs> What's the drinking
2: age there? Like nine years old?
0: Twelve? Whatever. Yeah, it's like yeah. yeah.
1: You can also yeah, drink please. outside. They don't really care. So we would go to the bodega, as they called it uh or no they called it something no, i forgot anyone called it that,
2: that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's I went, new I said, york adam <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: no no i was i said come on guys let's go to the bodega and then they looked no, at me no, strangely no, that um, doesn't even make sense. Uh, and i'm not even sure if you're allowed to drink outside i just saw everyone else doing it so we we're just like cool you're just outside nice. of a club with a yeah a rum and coke uh
0: yeah. well, that's how you know if your-
2: you're allowed to do something or not if other people are doing it
0: just go ahead yeah, but what, do you, what do you? no one's going to stop you. They, they don't, the thing is, they don't need police there to enforce any of that stuff. All the roads are cobblestone. <laughs> so if you get too drunk, gravity does all the <laughs> law enforcement.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you remember there was a bridge that we would have to walk over, and every single time we walked over, you could see down into this small little street. And every single time I would go, hey, look, it's Daigon Alley. We probably crossed the bridge (laughs) probably like 25 times and every single time back and forth I would say, hey, it's Diagon Alley. And we thought it was was, funny every time. Even before I was, you know, an on-camera funny guy, I was an annoying funny guy. No,
1: that's the rule of comedy. Like the first three times it's not funny, but then on the fifth one it's really annoying. And then the Mm -hmm. sixth time you get a chuckle because now it's just nostalgic.
3: Yeah, but
0: 20 times over the bridge, back and forth, that's two times per bridge. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. 40 times. So what I don't know what the rule of comedy says for that, but either way, I'm proud. <laughs> I, I have no better. regrets. I yeah, I
1: remember because we, we had a meeting shortly after that and they're like, "What about this James Wilms guy? Should we hire him?" He, I thought and I thought of Diagon Alley and I chuckled. And like, yep, that's a yes. That let's keep him. I think he's his edits are utter garbage, but man, he makes those <laughs> Diagon Alley jokes. He made
0: us laugh and then get angry <laughs> and then laugh again. Um so games. Did Video anything games. did you guys see anything that really like stood out to you? Everyone was really excited going into it. It's wild to think that Fall Guys season 2 was like <laughs> the headliner of the yeah. opening night of Gamescom yeah. 2020 and all the marketing people that had to wrap their heads around that in the last 3 weeks, but
2: I loved that you could tell that trailer was really thrown together last minute because the VO is the like lead designer on it, but he's using like his gamer headset microphone. So mm-hmm. it's all this yeah, flashy yeah. imagery. And then it's like, and next, the it's, we got
1: medieval times. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I don't know. Uh, are they
0: like, I don't even know if they're like that big of a team though. That may have been how they just did it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So, that,
1: I, but yeah, I mean, also they just found out they were a success 48 hours ago. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the check uh,
0: just cleared and he's yeah. like, you're gonna move out of studio apartment
1: this is this seems to be the threshold with video games right it's like either you come out you're never to be heard of again or you're the biggest game in the world either you're you know your Fortnite or your fall guys season two you know mm-hmm. I, it's just yeah. i don't know there's it seems to be these overnight successes it's it's so extreme now it's you're the biggest thing in the world or you're nothing i'm I'm glad in a world like this, uh, Apex Legends still has found an audience. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, COD Warzone, like there's enough Battle Royales for everyone. But then I guess Fall Guys scratches that itch, right? Uh, yeah. But John, John, you're saying you'll never play by yourself again. Which yeah, is I played so it like
2: two or three times by myself and was like, I'm good. <laughs> uh, but it is really fun to play with other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, alone.
0: You're like, who am I going to cheer for? myself
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah i still think they need to they need to integrate a like a jackbox room code thing if mm-hmm. they did that i mean it really i guess it only really serves to benefit large streamers or whatever but if you did like a room code thing where people could join your room code and then i mean can...
2: that has to be something they're working on because i mean like you said yeah. the, you know they just found their success when the yeah, game yeah, launched yeah. but Mm-hmm. I'm sure seeing how many people are streaming it and how much fun people are having streaming it, they're going to prioritize mm-hmm. being able streamers being able to uh, play with their fans, whether it's custom servers or something like that. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that was something that happened with uh, PUBG, like, very quickly. Mm-hmm. After PUBG blew up, um, they made the effort to introduce custom servers so that people could do that. Um I'm guessing/slash hoping that will be the case, because
0: yeah, that could be.
2: pretty Explain fun.
1: something to me, John, because I'm an old man and Hit streaming me. is still uh, relatively alien to me. When someone gets stream sniped, mm-hmm. that is them watching a big streamer and then queuing up in the hopes that they get into the same server. Because you can't. Yeah. Is there what are they using like a VPN to be in their area or something like that? Like how do I don't you know. how can you get in? How can you guarantee you get into someone's game who you're watching stream.
2: Well when how do you do that? It's battle royales where it's like a hundred sixty to a hundred people each, your odds are much better. Um Mm -hmm. and I'm guessing that there's maybe like you know if it's a big streamer, there's maybe at least like a hundred people trying to do it. Uh, Um I don't know the science behind it because I don't do it. Yeah you do. Adam, you accusing me? You
1: Stroud Stroud stalker? That's a name right? Yeah, yeah. That's a, strategy.
2: yeah. I, I stream snipe and I help. Um, uh-huh. No, but I did uh-huh. see f- what who's it? It was Forzin who's like one of the original Twitch streamers. Um he his community is known for always trolling him. Like, you know, you watch a video of him playing PUBG and he'll land somewhere and then in the sky forty people are raining down all like blasting techno music over there like <laughs> void mm-hmm. microphones. Um what a nightmare! <laughs> but uh, yeah, in Fall Guys, it was he was running around, and there were like six people chasing him, just trying to grab him and hold him the
0: whole time. Mm-hmm. Must be very frustrating. I yeah. was gonna say uh, sometimes Heavy he's like, hood. I just, I did just want to play games today. <laughs> yeah, I guess. and they're just, oh. there's just a bunch of
1: people just pushing you and poking you, and yeah. going do something. It's me. What well, we we did? <laughs> what Among Us, we did that stream, and like I, I know Alana was trying to do the like, it's like okay, here's the code, use it real quick, except. When you stream it, it just shows the code for everybody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and so people would join and they would just stand there in the corner and they're like, "I don't, I don't want to upset you, but it's like, oh no, no, we need you to participate if you're going to be in here." Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. No, thank you, no, thank you. I just want to hang out. And it's like,
0: no. just here to observe. But yeah. no, nope, I don't think you understand. <laughs> yeah. Roles yeah, are old. assigned in this game, and if you're mm-hmm. not completing your task, then it ruins the game. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't want but- to cause a problem. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Bless their hearts. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just funny because we do GTA with fans you know and like those are people who are on our friends list who have hard time have a hard time getting in a game with us and like mm-hmm. there, there seemed to be some that's sort of gta art. though that's, that's true. gta yeah.
0: i think we There's have it. a hard time getting into gta with each other when we're on a private server and we've all coordinated our times to know when we have to get into a game together so yeah
1: it's it's anyone's guess the magic keeping that that engine <laughs> running well
0: in terms mm. of what they actually revealed, it was medieval times. I think kind of like what John was saying, they were like, what season two, we just released <laughs> it, you know, and, mm. but it looks like they had a couple maps that they were working on and it's medieval themes. So there, yeah. there's some medieval themed costumes and one map where you have to push a block, which I think is going to be madness. Ugh. You have to like hey. teamwork, push a block mm-hmm. and then jump up. Like no one's going to. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, it, I'm, I'm hear... happy for them though.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. if you want to hear my picks or things that I'm excited for from Gamescom,
0: I do. I got I do, I do want to.
2: three games for you. Okay. One, uh, Tear Down. Which here's the thing: I'm I'm in all of the like indie game game dev subreddits, so all of might. these smaller games, um, I've sometimes not all of them, but a lot of them I've seen. You know, like the prototypes and stuff being put like gifts of them just being posted. One of those games is Teardown, uh, which is, it's like voxel environments where you basically have a prep period where you can, like, blow up walls and lay down planks of wood and stuff to pretty much create a path for you to then turn off alarms in the shortest amount of time and then get away. Like, the idea is that you're preparing for the... Perfect heist or whatever, right? But it's super cool (laughs) in how interactive everything is. Um, It's it it seems like a very uh, a game kind of based around systems, like a systemic. I think think
0: you because you had told us about this. This isn't like new to Gamescom. You were you've been yeah.
2: I think I posted the the trailer for it in the office Slack like a year ago.
0: I feel like I you know I should mention Blast Core. (laughs) It's a Nintendo 64 game that did this pretty much exactly. Uh, Oh, really? Wait. There's a a nuke gets away, and the person forgot to put on the parking brake. And so now there's a nuke driving in a straight line. And so you have to create a pathway of safety so that way the nuke doesn't crash into anything and blow up everyone.
2: Dude, I used to see this game in Blockbuster every week, and I said, no, thank you.
0: Well, we should do a blast core gameplay. Yeah, we should. I was always really excited for it and then when I finally got it, I was like, "Wait a minute, there's a timer." Like <laughs> there's a constant timer ticking down. All I want to do is play as the robot and fly yeah. around and smash stuff, but That is one of
2: the worst or one of not the one of the worst, but one of my least favorite mechanics in a game is when there's a countdown timer constantly. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. mm-hmm. um dead what is what it? Left I was dead. Say Adder, no, not left for dead, it. Adder
1: Wilds did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the uh, What's
2: the zombie game where you build weapons and it's oh, super goofy?
1: The 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 Capcom game. The uh, yeah. <laughs> basically, <there you> <laughs> that game <laughs> Frank, with the timer counting uh, yeah. down,
2: from the military is gonna show up or whatever. And even when I was, oh, oh yeah, yeah, when I was younger, I, I wasn't even able oh, to play Majora's Mask because, um, no one told me that you could reset it. But like, I was like, I only have three days to do this and I yeah. was on I got to day three and I hadn't done anything that was like uh,
0: it's too much stress and I turned it off yeah. I, <laughs> um, I know Madura's mask is loved yeah um but I the first time I got through a dungeon and wasn't able to beat the boss in time before the countdown ended mm-hmm. I, that's when I stopped I said I'm done
1: oh man you missed that, that That's a You say that, but I also
0: gained back a lot of time because I said (laughs) I don't. Why? Why would you make me play something if I don't get to keep my progress?
1: Time is infinite in the world of Majora's Mask.
0: That being said, several years later, I did play Dead Rising. Also, got frustrated the very first time. I was like, "Nope," and didn't get back to the bathroom. And then you ran out of time. I was like, "Nope." And then dead, but Dead Rising two, they fixed it. Whatever, Mm -hmm. whatever testing they did, they were like, "There's a timer." But you got plenty of time to do all the things you need to. So, mm-hmm. like, it it like it made sense. It was more rhythmic, where you would... Basically, they knew exactly how long it took to accomplish a specific goal. Also, you could play with people. You could play with friends. You so, could
1: co-op it. yeah. You'd
0: be escorting someone out of a doorway, and you'd walk into, like, because it was in a giant mall or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you'd come out, and then your friend would drive by on a monster truck and just plow down all the zombies.
1: <laughs> that, um. Well, there was... There's the issue where you only had one save slot, right? That was oh, yeah, part of yeah. it. I remember that just being so frustrating, and then I guess they fixed it. In the... We should play the second one again at we some should. point. Actually, Is there anywhere now that...
0: that we can play it?
1: Steam, I think. I think it's on PC.
0: Really? The second one's on Steam? I think so. I've started it. I got my 360. So...
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I <laughs> Man, there... yeah, 360 co-op was always a gamble, too, because like I remember trying to play Saints Row. Was it... The two on doing co-op but I had bought a used copy from a blockbuster as it was going out of business and mm-hmm. it was so scratched up that like whatever was happening on my friend's Xbox was not happening on mine and we were on just two different <laughs> parts of the map and then when he found me I was just floating because it mm-hmm. couldn't <laughs> load cars for him but it was the yeah. problem was on my end I uh, anyway thank God for pcs if if it still works if not then uh, to fuck everything I loaded Lost up blast
2: Corps uh blast cor- mm-hmm. Corp corpse Blast Core, oh Blast Core, uh, gameplay footage, and there's just a giant silver robot doing somersaults through buildings. So yeah, this looks yeah, great. He's got
0: one. He's got one giant arm, right, and he smashes it. Speedruns, runs, Blast Core speed are the best thing in the world because for you, you would have played that level and you sweat pouring down. You know that that Jordan Peele gl- gift that goes around yeah. with him sweating. <laughs> That's you playing Blast Core. Almost desperately, and there's one tiny little block that you forgot to get away right oh, at the last minute, yeah. and the whole thing blows up. And then you watch a speedrunner do it, and he'll have finished the level before the truck even started moving.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> that
3: was, that's like
1: that's an antiquated thing, though. That's just like a leftover from back when there, you know, when we were kids, we didn't realize video games were only 45 minutes long. It was just that they mm-hmm. were so they designed them in such a way that you'd have to just play over and over, mm-hmm, and so then. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden, they have an, an ability to save and, like, oh, we can add more content. But game developers are still like, no, timer, 45 minutes. You, you could, only, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Th- they were, they're were like, uh, what the guys who made, uh, Goldeneye Rare, I remember when they you know, they made the first person shooter. Like, well, the, the way you play is you stop, you hold a trigger, and then you aim, <laughs> and that's how you play. But then, then like, time splitters came out, and they're like, Yes, we know we have two analog sticks, but you must still stop a name. And it's like Halo comes out, (laughs) and they go, and they're like, "Oh shit, that's how you make (laughs) a first-person shooter on a console." (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well,
2: yeah. What is it? There's that. uh, It was like a review of Alien Three or something. Uh, It was. It was a.
1: The movie or the game?
2: No, it was a first-person shooter, but the controls were. It was the first time that the standardized first-person shooter controls work now, where. The left stick oh. is your horizontal movement and there the right stick is your kind of mm. camera angles. But the review was like, it was scathing saying, the control scheme is terrible. This makes no uh, sense at all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I played Turok, which Turok's control scheme was the left analog stick moved your eyes and the right C <laughs> buttons moved your pathing. Right, mm-hmm. So for all intents and purposes, it was the same. So you would yeah. strafe left and right and then move forward and backward. And then so when I played GoldenEye, I had to switch to Solitaire, which was that control scheme. But then that made when it finally switched to like dual analog sticks. I was like, yeah, well, of course, finally, finally. Yeah. And now I can have that th- except they swept swapped it. So now I had to re- look with my other finger or whatever. But mm-hmm. like it always seemed so logical at the time. And I would play against other people in GoldenEye and like. You would just strafe into a room and like shoot a person here, shoot a person there, and shoot a person yeah. there. And then, and you'd see on theirs, they'd walk into the room and then they'd freeze and then they'd pull out their gun. And, they'd like, <laughs> and then they'd shoot at you. Like that's how, because they're holding a trigger and moving a cursor around. I, I used
2: to play with this kid um, from my church who owned Goldeneye and was a terrible fucking asshole. Uh huh. Sounds <laughs> um, nice. Cause we'd play together, and he would always he would pick odd job, of course, and then mm-hmm. he would he would be like, "Let's play proximity mines." Um, uh-huh. And then what he'd do is he knew where all the spawns were, so once he killed you, he'd just run back and forth, throwing proximity mines where you were about to spawn. So uh-huh. I just keep spawning and then blowing up, and I'm like, "Dude, please let's do something else." He's like, "No, let, yeah. let's keep mm-hmm. doing this. This is fun."
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then you go home and he's like right out. of <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. There's, there's always that one kid on the street and then they're like, why doesn't he have friends? I don't get yeah. it. I understand. <laughs> this, kid. I, no, go ahead. Sorry.
0: I was to say like the kid who quote unquote taught me how to play magic, the gathering on the bus by just beating my ass <laughs> at magic,
3: the gathering. <laughs>
1: it, well, there's, there's that one. And there was the kid, there's the rich kid on my street. It's funny. Cause they just referenced him. I was watching a, a dreamcast video. We just played, I'm remembering this kid and why I didn't like him. He invited me over one time. He's like, hey, you want to come over and play Half-Life? I was like, oh, cool. I have heard about this game. And what he meant was, do you want to come over and watch me install some software so I can play Half-Life online uh, for an hour? And after that, we didn't hang out much. Uh,
0: <laughs> That's a beautiful sucked. story, Adam. Um, and we're going to talk about more than two Gamescon games. Uh, As soon as we get back, first we're going to hear a word from one of our sponsors. This episode of Dude Soup is brought to you by Honey. We all shop online, and if you don't, I I mean, I guess that is possible, but I don't know how you manage it. Um, And we all know that feeling of having a bunch of stuff in your cart. And then you're about to check out and you see that little block that says apply promo code here. And you're thinking there has to be a promo code out there, but you don't know where to look to find one that actually works. Well, that's what Honey is here to do for you. Honey is the free browser extension that scours the Internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online that range from tech sites to gaming products food delivery, fashion brands, basically everything under the sun. So just so you understand how it works, it's kind of like I described, imagine you're at one of your favorite sites, uh, you throw some some stuff in your cart, you're excited to check out. In my case, I, uh, I tend to buy fun gifts for my friends and for my family, and so let's imagine in this scenario that I have a um, pair of pants for my father and a funny book for my mom. I got it in the cart, And I'm thinking, well, I love my parents, but I'm not, (laughs) do I have to spend full price on it? I don't know if I do. Honey, when you check out, a button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupons. Honey will do all the scouring the internet for you. They will find the best coupon for you for that site and apply it to your cart instantly. You can save $15. You can save 20%. Honestly, it's kind of a surprise how much you can save every single time you use it. That's... One of the fun things about using it, some of the other fun things about using it is that it's completely free. Um, Honey has found it's over 17 million members, over $2 billion in savings. So if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on free savings. It's, It's literally free. I've said free several times. It's in the script, but I'm also emphasizing it to you. It installs in a few seconds, and by getting it, You'll be doing yourself a solid and supporting this podcast. So get honey for free at joinhoney.com/dude. That's joinhoney.com/dude. All right, Adam, you were saying about your neighbor who bullied you?
1: The game? I didn't know he. This is this is a weird thing. His nose was always bleeding. His nickname ended up okay, a right, nose. All right,
0: so Ratchet and Clank <laughs> <Rift apart. laughs> picked it all the time. Did you guys disgusting. watch that gameplay? We were kind of talking about it beforehand, and, and just yeah. going, "God, it's so pretty." It's, I uh, did com- not
1: compare that. compared it to the movie Robots, starring <laughs> e- Ewan McGregor. I and do that too, Robin Williams. And you can go, okay, here, here's a world that's fantastical, 3D CGI. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then here's Ratchet and Clank and one of these looks like complete ass now (laughs) Uh, but it's like we're we're at that point now where video games look better than uh, you know the the CGI movies that came out you know obviously uh, it's not fair because it came out 10, 15 years ago or whatever but um, Uh um, it's amazing that games are looking as good as Ratchet and Clank
0: so what you're saying is we should finally get the robots game we were destined (laughs) to have back then not the one that we were given there was for sure yeah yeah but it does it now is when we could have a game that looks as good as the movie mm-hmm. and may also be just as funny. Oh God! You there's think a Mel game. Brooks will come out of quarantine so that way he can re-record new lines of VO for his character in uh, the Robots film? I, well,
1: I read his uh, his autobiography and he said that's what he was waiting for. So yes, great, great, cool.
2: The perfect Robots game already came out. It's called Robots and it's on Game Boy Advance. Um, so. What? I mean, it's it's from the movie. It's on Game Boy Advance. We don't oh, need 3D. Okay. We
0: have Game Boy Advance. Uh
3: huh.
0: Mm hmm. Um, okay. All right. <laughs> well, anyway, so & Clank rift apart. I I like this because we're at this phase where we're we're going through the there's new consoles coming down the line and like we're on the verge of new technology that allows us to play bigger, cooler more graphical games. And everyone always thinks graphics, 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 when you think of more power. And I would say to a pretty heavy degree, uh, Sony really leans into that with the PlayStation platform. They really lean into look how photorealistic we can make this. We can make it so immersive and stuff using the graphical fidelity of the game. Mm. But I'm glad that this seems to be like their AAA push like Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, it's such a stylistic game. I I would much rather look at uh Super Mario Odyssey than I would look at like uh, uh Uncharted 3 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I and I feel like they're going to age better too. Um and so I am always interested to see we've went so off the path where it's like we have the power to make someone look like someone. We could we could put Norman Reedus in a game Mm -hmm. we could do it and people will point and they'll say that's Norman Reedus um but I hope that we're kind of coming down on the other end where we realize that maybe that's not as important as what we can do with cool characters and like colorful worlds and like the technology to make what is the equivalent of Super Mario 64 the most immersive fun exciting gaming experience possible yeah, well, which I guess
1: is harder to do, right? To make a compelling, beautiful cartoon of something that is fake.
0: You just put boobs on it.
1: Okay, yeah, come on, Adam.
2: <laughs> um, one thing I'm noticing because I'm watching the trailer, I'm having the pl- trailer play silently right now. I'm still listening to you guys,
3: mm-hmm. uh, yep.
2: but even though it is this very stylized, you know, not realistic uh, visuals, there is a lot of stuff going on graphics-wise mm-hmm. still, like. There are a lot of reflections in everything that seems like it would be very hard to do on the current-gen platforms. And Mm -hmm. just in terms of just the number of elements on screen at a time Mm -hmm. with the fidelity of the models and everything is like... This definitely is a next-gen game, even though it's not the hyper-realistic style. Like, they're really... I think they're really using it... uh, to its maximum potential at least it seems like mm-hmm. yeah
0: i mean there's also the whole gameplay mechanic of being able to dimensionally rift like yeah there's like dimension that you can leap through and it, i guess i guess the whole game kind of feels like that one level from uh titanfall 2 it, titanfall 2 yeah. where it, like it feels like the whole game has kind of integrated that which is is also, I mean, not even just from a technological standpoint, but from a game design standpoint, like quite a challenge. Yeah, because yeah, so. you're
1: running two games, two levels on top of each other, and having to mm-hmm. switch between them at the same time. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, that, that's that's sort of the hope, right? Is that perhaps we have peaked with graphics? I think like maybe we're we're good, we're good where we're at. I, I, I think now it, it's what can you do with the art and what can you do yeah. with the gameplay. Like because you see something like the Order or 1886 or whatever, you go, like, oh my god, what a great looking game that's not a game as a movie. Okay. Got it. Like you, you it was like, can you make a fun game that looks that good? And I think we're hopefully at that point, I know it's expensive and it takes a lot of time and a lot of talented people do it, but like hopefully with technology, we have now peaked at that point where we yeah. just make mm-hmm. everything look beautiful as beautiful as the, uh, possible.
2: the other thing, like you guys, <clears throat> like you guys are saying that we've peaked with gameplay. Um, and what other things can we explore something that was at the Baldur's gate three gameplay, uh, like presentation that the creator did, he talked about how I think maybe it was just on Stadia um, that the processing power in the background uh, that was running all of the systems and like AI and everything were so intense that only <laughs> playing on Stadia would you get the real experience. Um, mm-hmm. But that really is the thing. I I, mean, I I feel like I've talked about it before, but um, the leap from three hundred and sixty Xbox three hundred and sixty Xbox One. There was the the uh, Shadow of Mordor game um, with mm-hmm. the Nemesis system, which they basically yeah. they released the game on the 360, but it was a neutered version because even though it wasn't anything graphical, it was this whole like system that made all these decisions and and uh, you know changed the game on all these kind of low level mm-hmm. back-end ways that just wasn't yeah. possible mm-hmm. on an older machine. So that I think that will be really interesting to see you know, where we go with stuff like that, like, you know, they could make, there's this game, this indie game I play called Rain World. I haven't beaten it, but it's, what I love about it is that it was made by an artist and a musician or something, like, it's two guys that neither of them knew how to program, Um, Mm -hmm. and one of them just (laughs) learned how to do it to make this game. Um, Mm -hmm. and so it's almost, it's kind of like Goldeneye because Goldeneye, what did they say? Like eight of the 11 developers had never made a game before. Um, Rain World, basically what they did was they made all these creatures and they programmed them to have their own wants and needs. Um, and so what they ended up with is the whole world. There is, um, it's a functioning and flowing ecosystem that will, that it can exist even without you. Um, And so you're just moving through it. And there's creatures that are hunting each other and gathering food and all these different things that has nothing to do with you. Um, Mm -hmm. And because it's a very small, like 2D, very, you know, very small game, they're able to do that without a lot of processing power. But it would be interesting to see, you know, games like, you know, the Sims or, Um uh, like Assassin's Creed Majora's or just Mask. any game that has, yeah, any game that has, uh, you know, maybe like a city or something. How mm-hmm. far can they go with the NPCs living their lives? Like Skyrim, um, whatever, whatever the next uh, Elder Scrolls game is, the depth Six, that they could um, actually give their NPCs could be much greater. Um, yeah.
1: mm-hmm.
2: In terms of their like sure. living cycles and everything.
1: That that's so, my theory. That that all that's all of what social media is doing where everyone's so worried about like, Oh, they're stealing my, my DNA and they're going to, there's, they're, they're going to clone it. Like, you're not that interesting. Don't worry. And like, you know, <laughs> oh, my connect is spying on me. Like, no, 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 this is all just research. And eventually someone's going to go, we have all this data. We could just, we, we can have an algorithm program MPCs and then you just have really mundane NPCs. but that's what makes it interesting. Mm-hmm. I could see that happening at some point in the future. I mean, we're, we're talking, 20 years away, maybe, I, but yeah.
0: yeah. I just finished uh, listening to a book called "The Overstory," and uh, the the general thrust of it is about trees and how you know trees are this organism that we don't even truly understand, and how it influences the lives of these nine characters. Sounds cool. One of the one of the characters <laughs> is is this. Well, he starts as a kid, but Melee, who he becomes a game designer and he basically creates like what you're describing is this like perpetual world. Like it starts out as basically a text adventure, but then each iteration they add graphics and then it becomes like a World of Warcraft and so on and so forth. But then by the end of it, he's like, he's like, well, what we really need is to create something that like is so complex that it becomes mundane like everything like it shouldn't it shouldn't be as exciting like it should be pretty boring and you could mm-hmm. lose everything and like and then the blowback he gets is like well why would anyone want to play that but it's like it's more like he understands the complex he's he's more interested in how complex and how far can we push things so mm-hmm. uh just so you know john you are correct if this book was true uh <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah so i yeah i'm i'm very interested to see and i i can't wait to Ultimately, find out how uh, speedrunners handle these types of games because I know how much they hate RNG.
1: Like Shemu. Yeah. Once
0: we get AI, once we get AI, constant games, they're gonna like. Sorry, I can only do the speedrun <laughs> if I start at midnight because I know then that's when the alligators well, wake up. S-
1: similar They'll when you're talking about when you're talking about Fall Guys and how you're worried that game developers will like start tailoring things to streamers, or whatever. That's like the esports sort of community of like. You have games like Overwatch are like, you're ruining it. And then you have regular Joes like James and I were like, I didn't notice you changed anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, but oh, it's like... Speaking of which,
0: Overwatch, I was playing with Joel the other day, mm-hmm. and um, this is mostly a story for Adam, but John, you. you can listen. Yes. Um, and I was playing as Ana, and I went on fire. I was on fire as Ana, mm-hmm. and I had gold eliminations, gold hero damage, and gold healing we ahead. lost we yeah. lost <laughs> that, when you I said that sti-
1: I know I could, I already knew the answer
0: <laughs> it was yeah. it was still I was still I was just blown away because I was just staring at it I was like Joel do, you don't understand I have gold damage right now I have gold damage anyway um <laughs> I'm still yeah pretty mediocre at that game but I enjoy it, it um yeah. I oh go I ahead. Go ahead.
3: Girl. No,
1: I was just say you're the you're the, the you're the king of the trash people. I'm the king of the yeah. trash people. Yeah, I'm yeah. I'm not good no.
0: enough to make a bad team good, but
1: no one is. No, there's no no I feel like one there must person. Be some
0: people. You always see Maybe. that story of someone who's like, I don't know, I placed in bronze and now I'm in diamond. I worked my way up. I'm like, I don't understand how that happens because you. I cannot. I can play to the utter best of my ability, and Overwatch can set my character icon on fire and tell me that i'm just doing just an incredible job and then we lose really hard i think you
1: i think you make friends with some overwatch league dudes who are fans of yours and they could be the worst team in the league and they would they would carry you to i remember when we we had those guys and when they were cloud nine um kai kai i think was his name he was the guy who came in and he was like their coach at the time and he just got on my account, which I was like, you know, I worked pretty hard to get to diamond. And he went in as like soldier and was just wrecking people. Yeah. And he was like, this is fun. How he's like, this is fun. How terrible everybody is. And it's like, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. Good. to Yeah. Um, but just a different level. I don't know. So, yes, uh,
0: I, I go to Korea. I, I, I want to mention one game real quick before we go to another ad read. Um, the Walking Dead Bridge Constructor. There, I've mentioned it, and now let's go to that ad read. (laughs) This episode of Dude Soup is brought to you by Stitch Fix. I want you to close your eyes for just a second, and I want you to imagine a clothing store where you walk in and everything you pull off the rack fits you perfectly. All right, open your eyes. The store actually does exist, okay? And it includes everything from shoes, socks, pants, shirts, everything that makes up your style, and that store is Stitch Fix. Stitch Fix is a personal styling company that makes getting the clothes you love effortless. It's a completely different way to shop. That's all about you every single time. If you want to get started, just go to stitchfix.com slash soup, set up your profile, and they'll deliver great looks personalized just for you. That's the coolest thing about Stitch Fix is that you will have a personal stylist who based off your interests and the things you like will find the clothes that fit you and that match your style. Uh, You pay a $20 styling fee for each fix, but that fee is credited towards anything you keep. That means if you buy something from your fix that's $21, you're not going to pay for the styling fee. It's included. Schedule at any time. There's no subscription required. Plus, shipping, returns, and exchanges are easy and free. Stitch Fix does all the hard work for you, making great style, effortless for everybody, including men, men. Women and kids, and you know how much I hate to be outdressed by children. If you hate to be outdressed by children, get started today at Stitchfix.com slash dude soup, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's Stitchfix.com slash dude soup for 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. Stitchfix.com slash dude soup. And we're back. Um, yeah, any any other? I mean, we barely I mean there's so many games. Star Wars Squadron. Lego mm-hmm. Star Wars: The Skywalker sta- Saga. Um,
2: well, I have this playlist. There's a hundred and one trailers in the playlist. Yeah. Cod,
0: so. Black Ops, Cold War. Are we excited oh. for to play as Ronald Reagan finally? <laughs> <of years>?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Ghost Runner is the, oh, the one yeah. I think I'm. I, I'm still looking forward to the most. It's funny. I I was out uh, camping this weekend, so I missed a lot of this stuff. So anytime i had an internet connection i was just sort of like catching up on the day or anything like that just to be up on it um and just reading the comments and it's like some of the ga- games i like ghost Runner, I'm like i'm so into this this is a perfect game i love the demo i want more of this and just seeing people be like this video bored me not for me and i'm just like whatever dude this this is so <laughs> what's wrong alley. with you i don't know i mean i <laughs> i guess maybe i had some perspective where i'm like i'm in the woods uh I if I if I run out of water I might die. Uh This game looks amazing. Uh But
2: I, know, I, I couldn't imagine you're...
0: anyone seeing that and going,
2: "Eh, eh yeah.
0: it looks okay." It's not for everyone. It, I get I it. Could say, I could theoretically see people being like, "It looks too, like it's it's for too serious a gamer." I could see oh, that, but maybe. to me, that's not a negative attribute. That just means that it's not something. For you, like I would the, never be like, I time to leave a negative comment. This looks the, bad.
1: Like the no. complaint I saw was, like, was like, oh, the, well, the gameplay loop looks boring, or like, oh, it looks too repetitive. Like, oh, I mean, really, all, all games have that problem. It's just how good are they at hiding it. And from my guess, from Ghost Runner, is you unlock those powers as you move on because, like in the demo we played, there was no block ability, right? And that seems to be something that you get later. You could, you could, just you dodge. could
2: slap, f- you could cut down bullets. I don't. I haven't oh, watched good? the wow. uh, yeah. I haven't watched the trailer. I I only did it on accident. I was never able to. <laughs> yeah. Why would willingly you waste the time? Yeah. yeah. Um. Huh. But uh. So yeah, like you said, Adam. Most games do have a kind of. Once you boil it down to the game loop, it's not that great. But I think what really matters more is how satisfying are the core is the core gameplay. Um. Huh. And that's something that in the game dev community, there's two terms for it, is the juice <laughs> and game feel. Um, nice. I don't know why the, the juice came from but it's like, how much juice it got? Um, <laughs> it's
0: like a it's of fruit. Yeah. Right? So there's uh, a pulp. Yeah, the you
2: can squeeze, squeeze it. It's a reference to um, OJ. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but which yeah, it's game feel, fruit. which is like how satisfying is just the basic movement and combat, like, with everything stripped away, like, what you have to do in the game, objectives and everything, just moving around and doing what you do in the game, how satisfying it. Like, like Mario 64, um, the developer mm-hmm. said that they spent, like, two or three months just programming the jumping around before they started anything else in the game mm-hmm. development, because they wanted to get that down and make yeah. sure that it was fun to move around before anything else. So, that's what I think mm-hmm. of when I think of Ghost Runner. is that You have the dash, you have the, you know, the wall run and in the grappling hook. And those are just so fun to do. Um, Mm -hmm. I was I've also been playing Hollow Knight recently. And once I unlocked the dash and the wall jump, because, you know, like in the beginning, you just kind of run around and jump and you Mm -hmm. can't really do anything. But once I unlocked those two, and I was just bouncing around and dashing and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember why I freaking love this game um Mm -hmm. so it was once i hit that and like my mobility reached like another tier that i was like this game is so so wonderful and so great
1: i it's just it's it's like at this point though after playing games for 30 plus years it's like you you see that pattern you see that rhythm and the best games it's it's funny like when uh the the last star wars game came out the uh Jedi Fallen Order and when they were saying like you know it's like a Metrovania and you unlock powers you're like you're just explaining a video game Um, but instead of just saying we'll just give people the bare minimum it's like no they actually put work into it and they made something that people wanted to play It, it just like it wasn't revolutionary it was just like this is this is what it looks like when you give a shit, or mm-hmm. you you have enough of a vision of a game that you can design an actual video game around it. So, mm-hmm. um, with that said, Ghost Runner will be my game of the year. You can't oh, change wow. my mind. Okay. That's it. If it comes out I'm this done. year, yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I I applied for the beta. I don't. Uh, I I took a screenshot of. It. I sent it to you guys. Where they said, uh, "What makes you interested most yeah. in this opportunity?" My reply was, "Game looks dope, comma yo." <laughs> So maybe I don't know if the the those I assume European developers are gonna look at that and go like, we do not have a sense of humor. We don't. We don't get.
0: Who is yo? Yo, get in here.
1: <laughs> do you know this man? No, I've never heard he of him. You. You're fired. For you, you leak. You leak the game. I I mm-hmm. slap you. And that's how they they deal with things. They slap each other. I love your
0: um. App. Any any other last? St- it's interesting because like you know, they show, you could. There's tell me why was like. At gamescom but at mm-hmm. least already finished the first episode mm. the, well, i do like that yeah. we live in that age of things where things can show be shown off at gamescom see me wink? yeah we oh, see you winking cro- i was cropped out let me she's okay. trying to get in the shot there uh-huh. yeah she's winking i, I spent i was really she jumped cool. on that real really quick cool for the audio mm-hmm. listeners i i did a turn Well, at a squish mm-hmm. I, winked. I
1: also i've uh, speaking of Elise, I've been I've been using Sherlock release games as of knowing what time of year it is, so that's uh-huh. been good. I know it's been six months because they announced a new Sherlock, so yep, they just pumped those out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a prequel. We'll play it. He's a baby now. <laughs> <laughs> Someone took my diaper. It was uh-huh. Moriarty.
2: One other honorable uh, mention we'll I have. It. Uh, yeah, it, we were talking about game feel. Um, mm-hmm. Midnight Fight Express. Uh, awesome. It's all it is is just a game where you punch people. <laughs> but Love it. the core just the just the basic gameplay and fighting and stuff just looks so satisfying it, that I think. It looks it's like Crossy really
1: Road. It has like a crossy yeah. road style to it, that like that isometric, top down kind of weird look, but it, it it's just it's just a bunch of weird Almost like Hotline Miami characters beating each other up. Yeah, it looks awesome. Yeah, good pick, John. You win. It
2: makes me think of a Jackie Chan game or something because you can like pick mm. up a chair and use it, pick up a stool or a ladder.
1: Yeah, you were saying this was just like a proof of concept or something. The guy. Was yeah, on in that, the and then... in
2: I in another game that I saw in like the the game dev subreddits where for the first I I can't remember how long it felt like a year. All he was doing was posting his characters fighting in like just a gray grid floor, like no environment, mm-hmm. no anything, just his him with his characters jumping around, slapping each other and grabbing each other and punching and stuff. And it just got cooler and cooler and cooler, just how mm-hmm. it looked, that basic gameplay looked. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, fast forward to now, it looks like, you know, he's tied it into some sort of story. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: But remember overgrowth? Do you remember that game, the rabbit fighting game that the guy would release oh, like combat yeah. videos of every couple of weeks, and then he'd be like, "And we added this feature and this feature," and eventually people were like, "Are you going to release a game or what?" I guess it came out <laughs> two years ago. Oh, uh, Okay. Yeah, I never actually played. Congratulations. it. Congratulations! I backed a very it. I, mean, I, I bought furry it. Community. Yeah, I mean, you're just a you're like this yeah a half bunny half man thing with a you know it's got weird physics and stuff. I. Completely forgot about the game, but the way you were explaining it, I was like, "What happened to, what happened to that?" (laughs) Just remember, every every couple months there was a dev video, and he's like, "We've integrated these cool features and this and this." And it's like, "Where's the game?" But now I look at it, it's just furries fighting each other. So,
0: there. This I searched for overgrowth, and it a related game, like Google related game, came up called them's fightin herds. Like them's fighting words. No, I got it. Yeah, yeah. Them's fighting herds. It's clever. And it appears to be a fighting game with horses, deers. Uh huh. Um, I don't know what the I don't know what the class is for lambs. <laughs> and the development um, company
2: is called Main Six <laughs> M A
0: N E, like a horse's mane. Yeah,
1: they're
2: all um, in.
0: <laughs> but the fighting mechanics look pretty good, and maybe we should play it. Sure. Also, I guess there's some sort of RPG element. Maybe that's the lob, the game lobby or whatever. It looks um, like My Little Pony. It looks pretty good. It looks like My Little Pony. It's definitely okay. that style. But yeah, there's like a whole ranch that you can walk around in like a like RPG sprite style. This was there's at Gamescom. Story mode. <laughs> no, this is out. It came
2: out in <laughs> April. Scrolling but, through uh, the comments, every third profile picture is a furry, so...
1: Yeah,
0: you don't know that it's a furry. Well, it's a picture I mean, of an
2: animal wearing sunglasses, flexing. That's not a furry necessarily.
0: Is Sometimes that, okay, you, I'm seeing the furries now. Yeah, yeah, those are. Yeah,
1: furry. We, we always talk about Flutter this where, vibes.
0: Yeah, that's first. Well, it's always Sparkle the star. what came
1: first, the the game, the the movie name or the movie idea, and that's one of those things where they're like, I have a great, I have a great idea for a game. Like, what is it? And they just have the name, and they go. The, the, the rest will work. Don't worry about <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, we're going to play it after this, so stay tuned yeah, well, for that. Um, uh Yeah. Little Nightmares 2, I wanted to shout out. Um, I'm excited for that. I don't know. There's just so much. They dump so much. And then there's games that are they're there that are, cut like we said, tell me why Avengers comes out this week. Uh, are we going to play Avengers?
1: Man, good luck, right? I heard it's just been, it's a busted mess. I heard Alana oh, tried oh. to play so,
0: and it melted
2: her computer. <laughs> Yeah, what? It's, really? it's, like her it's like computer? She literally had to stop playing because her computer was making crazy noises while she was trying to run it.
0: Ant Man uh, is in there. <gasps>
1: yeah, and then yeah, the She Hulk. I think shows up <laughs> something. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I I think we should play it just because it's Avengers. But I mm-hmm. I'm, I I have. I think it's going to be my lo- next my game. It's no, going to be my next game. Yep. No, that's why I'm doing it. I have such I'm low committed. hopes everything I've heard is just like it's not optimized and what's like what's the rush there's no Avengers movie coming out there's no Black Widow movie coming out it's like we got to get it out for Mulan different. what sense it's does different that make
0: universe it's a different universe okay? I know but
1: but they're still banking on people not knowing that like they, they I, it's put my a,
0: new th- game Adam this is it's my it, new game I don't <laughs> telling you
1: believe
2: you
0: wait are like you saying that they're trying me. to do an asylum pictures
1: with their own property yeah, yeah with, with their like, own property they, 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 they they have it on, I've seen it on billboards around town where they're angled in such a way that if you're driving and you kind of look, mm-hmm. you think you saw Chris Evans, but you're yeah. not really, it's like, oh, Avenger, like they're making it look like a movie poster. Yeah. That, I'm telling you, it, it, this is for the person who buys starring Madden. Hobart,
0: eh. Starring Hobert Downer Sr. <laughs> so when you're driving by at 60 miles an hour, and yeah. you just look real quick. You think it yeah. says, you know.
3: Oh,
1: like Downing Oh, Downing Scarlett Johansson. Like, they mean Johansson? No. It's well, just... it's the
0: same name, so I don't know that that's... <laughs> yeah, but no, it has the unlots. Uh, oh, 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 I see. <laughs> um, I was going to see if we had time to talk about uh, Neuralink, but I don't know that we do have time to talk about Neuralink mm. and the poor pig that has had wires strapped to its brain for the last two months or two years or something like that, just so they can see dots on a screen when the piggy sniffs. We do have time for one more segment, but we're going to do that right after this ad read. This episode of Dude Soup is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. If you haven't heard that Dollar Shave Club has great razors, let me be the first to welcome you to the club. Stop buying expensive razors out of habit and start thinking about joining Dollar Shave Club today. I can tell you for one, I've been a Dollar Shave Club member for a very long time. And I promise you, there is not a dull razor in this household. That's a promise. Right now, you can try out Dollar Shave Club's Ultimate Shave Starter Set for a one-time trial offer for only five bucks plus free shipping. After that, you can continue to get an unimaginably smooth shave as razor refills ship at regular prices, right to your door as often as you want. So what's in the Dollar Shave Club Ultimate Shave Starter Set? Let me explain it to you. Right now, you're gonna get a six blade razor with a trimming edge, two refill cartridges, one ounce tubes of prep scrub, shave butter, and post shave dew. Okay, let me just tell you, People don't understand how complex shaving can be. Then in fact, sometimes they look to people with beards for information on it. Let me tell you as someone who often doesn't have a beard and generally has no facial hair at all, except when I'm being really lazy, that shave butter is key, okay? The shave butter from Dollar Shave Club is a gentle translucent shave aid that softens whiskers, helps fight razor bumps and leaves your skin feeling unimaginably smooth. It's terrifying to whiskers to see this butter coming on. Let me tell you that, okay? Because they know that they're donezo, and They know that you're gonna be smooth and you're gonna think, why did I ever have whiskers in the first place? So ditch your overpriced razor and join the club today with Dollar Shave Club's ultimate shave starter set for only five bucks. It has everything you need for an amazing shave. That's a six blade razor, shave butter, prep scrub, post shave do, all shipped right to wherever you call home nowadays. After that first box, Fraser refills ship at regular prices on the schedule you want. Try the Ultimate Shave Starter Set today for just 5 bucks plus free shipping at dollarshaveclub.com/dude. That's dollarshaveclub.com/dude. Welcome to the club. And we're back. Nick, it's time for our final segment. Got you, Nice <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy Yes, so welcome back to another, uh, another episode of uh, Mount Up for Morbius mm-hmm. um, I haven't done it yet, but I think I might This episode of Mount Up for Morbius Is also an episode of getting to know Leto which is the sub show that exists within the show Mount Up for Morbius, where our news is not focused necessarily <laughs> on uh, Morbius the character, but is more focused on Jared Leto, the actor who will be, the, excuse me, the actor and auteur and supreme talent who will be portraying Morbius in the film, Michael Morbius in the film, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we only get to cover this when I host, so the news is not always breaking, it's not hot off the presses, so you guys may have heard about this but Jared Leto is going to be our new Tron. What? He's our new Tron. <laughs> Wait, you know, Tron's coming meant. back. Tron's coming back. Tron. <laughs> sure. The movie we're getting Tron 3. Tron's coming back and Jared Leto is our new Tron. He's playing <laughs> a computer. I don't know if you guys had heard about. He's got so he's going to be a new Tron. They okay. said Bridges, you're out. Tron, you're in. Jared Leto's going to be a new Tron. And so uh But what I didn't realize is I was gathering as much more information as I could to make sure this is an informational getting to know Leto session. Um, I didn't realize that when Leto announced that he was going to be in Tron, he made an Instagram post that said, I'm so very excited and proud to confirm that. Yes, I will be starring in Tron Aries. Oh, Oh, they have a a no one knew the name was Tron Aries. So he mm. deleted the Instagram.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shortly thereafter. Uh. But if if I had my druthers, I'd say that it's almost certain Jared Leto will be starring in Tron Ares, <laughs> which is the currently untitled Tron film that's in production.
1: He, so is that a sign? Because New Tron was that... Or the last one, Tron Legacy, was he was all clean and nice. And since Jared Leto's kind of a greasy bad boy, does that mean like, instead of Daft Punk, who is, you know, known for the like kind of clean aesthetic, you get someone grimy, like, like Carpenter Brute or something. Oh Oh, oh. yeah. Now Grimes is, (laughs) she got, she got picked up by cyberpunk. She's, Mm -hmm. she's stuck with them. And then I think Lady Gaga will do something with Bayonetta one day, but, um, Carpenter Brute and Tron, I think I've seen that idea floated around. I, I could be into that like a, Mm -hmm. You know, like do a a Fury Road style Tron movie. Mm-hmm. I could, I can, I don't, I don't know if you need the Flynn story anymore, right?
0: Well, it's like Sky. Imagine if we got to the point where Tron was able to pull itself away from the Flynn story in less films than it took Star Wars to get away from Skywalker.
1: <laughs> Good luck. What? I there's going to a different
0: computer, right? I guess, yeah. but
1: it th- th- this is they they keep making sequels to movies that don't do well. Because there's How no other you. Well, there's no other IP. No, I'm a Tron legacy apologist. I love that movie. I rewatch it every once in a while. I'm actually I, I was I was happy it got made. I was so happy. I think for that what movie. we're
0: seeing are studios changing their tune on what 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 well is because of the IP issue, because they mm-hmm. so desperately don't want to have to come up with a new idea. They'd rather bank on something people already know that when Tron legacy comes out and it only makes 400 million dollars. I don't know how much it made, but I imagine it yeah. was probably a fair amount and it's deemed a failure because it didn't make a billion dollars Now yeah. we're going back around and they're going well 400 million dollars ain't bad mm. <laughs> well, do the, More of those
1: tron well, well they go. It's wow. got a roller coaster. It's got You know, it's streaming well on Disney Plus people apparently yeah. like it idiots I know but we did mm-hmm. set up this, you know, sark story, son of sark storyline with uh, what's his name? Scarecrow. He's in it. Oh, <laughs> no one Killian Murphy. Yeah, yeah, Killian. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But yeah, Killian. he's there for Sorry, half. of it. I, I don't know. I'm like Tilly. there. There's enough there that I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, when they they go to their book, they go, well, we got this original idea where a girl befriends a dinosaur, but Tron. Mm-hmm. It's,
3: it's made.
1: It's done. I don't know. Like, let's just, yeah. Jared Leto goes in a computer. They just they type it into the the Excel spreadsheet and it 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 yeah. spits out six hundred million dollars with like. Like, we can write it off as a loss. Yeah. Yeah,
0: we'll make one of, let's make one of those things. Put them in the McDonald's. <laughs> we'll get one of these flying around, you know? <laughs>
1: it's called an energizer or something, a replicator. Uh, you don't <laughs> even know.
0: What were you going to say, John? I, oh,
2: that uh, you were right on the money. Tron Legacy Worldwide Profits was $400 million in 62,000.
0: So, That's so much money. Yeah. And it's still probably considered a failure. Yeah.
1: No, it absolutely um, is. The the story okay. goes like some Disney executive went to uh Shanghai and went on the Tron ride and went maybe 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 we we talk about it doing another movie it's like cuz of a it roller coaster? What the Come on. <laughs>
3: fun.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm into it. I plus want more. This Jared's
0: in. plus Jared said he's down That's and he played one? kind of a Tron in the Blade Runner thing that yeah. also didn't make a ton of money but was still hugely successful. I loved I it.
1: Come on. I love that. I love I we're getting a so. I love that where they're like Dune was a commercial flop. Let's make it again. All right, cool. Keep People trying. People
0: know it. Yeah, it's People fine. Know it. You go into a, you go into an Amazon bookstore. You're gonna see, <laughs> you're gonna see that Dune book there. No one buys it, but you're gonna see it. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's hugely popular with the kids.
0: You know what they should do? Oh, well, oh, go uh, ahead. Is they should recreate
2: uh, someone? Maybe uh, that guy from that '70s show. Um, you know who I'm talking about? He
1: recut yeah Star the Wars? dad the
2: dad oh, from yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Cop. dad read because um, <laughs> Jodorowsky. is that how you say his name however you say his name that's fine dune that's fine. he yeah. had that like uh, shot Bible that was basically the whole mm-hmm. entire film storyboarded out and yeah, mm-hmm. all that basically got spread around Hollywood and all of those visuals were used in films for the next 20 years. Like, there's a bunch of shots in Star Wars and, um, (laughs) you know, other, like, like all all the movies. Yeah, all these movies where they use those shots, like, exactly. Someone should make (laughs) a huge cut that is the movie, but using all of the shots.
3: Mm -hmm. Idea.
0: Topher Grace, get in (laughs) 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 in here. Topher, we're calling you, Topher. I remembered your name finally.
1: That's him. He played Red. I don't listen.
0: I don't know what Topher... I don't know if Topher has time for it, but I know that Jared won't have time for it because he's going to be busy filming. Tron Ares. I mean, I don't delete, know.
1: Delete this episode. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Get rid of it. Um, oh, God. Yeah, he lives, in a, he lives in a dream world, and I envy it every single time he pops his head out like the groundhog and goes like... They go, what do you think, Jared? Is it going to be six more weeks of winter? And he goes, what is winter really? And everyone goes, <sighs> <laughs> and then, and then <laughs> moves on with their life. And then the kid from Big um,
1: Daddy calls him out on Twitter. That's yeah, for another but time.
0: With Morbius delayed for over a year, this is what <laughs> we get. People find in the work however they can, including me, roll that outro, which is the same as the intro.
3: Oh, oh, never mind. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's never over. What do you? Just, mean? It
0: looks like he grabs a heart. It looks like he snatches a heart sure when he does this. It looks like he rips a heart out of someone's chest. Ooh, um, I'm
1: sure it's important to the the plot.
0: We're gonna live in a world where Michael Keaton is not only in the Marvel universe as uh as Vulture slash Morbius
3: guy. Well, yeah.
0: <laughs> um, I think
1: he is Vulture but, and Morbius
0: Yeah, he's Vulture and Morbius Uh huh. But He's also going to be Batman In Flash mm-hmm. What a world what a And Beetlejuice be You and, know, you can say as much as you want to about 2020 Stinking, and I would agree, but You're going to have we're at some point we're going to get out of this and we have Michael Keaton in both the DCEU and the MCU slash Sony U at the Mm -hmm. same time.
1: Yeah. And whatever Pacific Heights universe took place in.
0: That's our show. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's our show. Uh, A couple quick shout outs. Thank you for thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Thank you to our first members for supporting us. Um, and to everyone watching in uh, RTTV chat, um, if you ever want to come and join the chat, just make a account. simple as that, and then you can chat down there. Um, I also want to shout out our Friday stream block. Funhouse used to have a couple streams cherry-picked here and there along the week, but now we have consolidated all of that creative effort into a Friday, fun day, Whatever you want to call it, stream block. It's three hours of games. John had fun MC stuff going oh, on. Oh, yeah. Was hanging out and talking to chat a couple of weeks ago. Um, we're really actually putting a lot of effort into figuring out creative ways to do live streaming content. And mm-hmm. also, some of it is going to be us recording our usual content as well. So you kind of get a behind the scenes look, but through the lens of it, it's supposed to be very fun. Like if you go to watch a game show get taped, it's still going to be a good game show. But mm-hmm. you also get to clap and maybe they'll pick your number and you're gonna be in the show. You probably yeah. won't be in a fun house. Anymore. It's like when Drew
1: Carey says all that racist stuff. They cut it out, but you might catch it live.
0: I think Drew Carey is by all accounts a pretty nice guy.
1: Oh yeah, I know, but he's like Tourette's on set. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I might be thinking of someone else. Maybe Alan. You are Colin Mockery. Um
0: that's Colin Mockery is a big racist for sure. Um <laughs> Uh, I also want to shout out the uh, Funhouse Wave Radio collection. I'm wearing one of them right now. I actually really like this shirt. It's really nice, but we got a whole bunch that kind of fit that summer, so closing out the summer vibe. There's a hoodie, which some people have informed me is, in fact, a drug rug. Ah. That's the term for it because oh. it is often seen worn by people who are under the influence of drugs. If that's something you're into, Nice. Um, it'd probably be a pretty good hoodie for you. Um, But there's a lot of cool stuff. There's like some tie dye stuff in there as well. Mm -hmm. And then the last bit of business before we go is RTX at home is just around the corner. Um, Couldn't do the big convention this year. um, But Rooster Teeth and the events team have been busting their butt trying to figure out a way to kind of give a similar experience to people while still social distancing and remaining at home. So I would recommend definitely checking out. Uh, looking up RTX at home and seeing how you can be a part of that if that's something you're into yeah. and uh, from myself, Adam, and John who's been slouching further and further down into his chair every mm-hmm. time it cuts away from him on camera I want to say thank you for watching, thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next Dude Soup See ya!